When the devil led the first rebellion and was cast out of heaven, he discovered he didn't like falling. He loved it! soon to a theater near you it's the equalizers a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film my name is mike Noel, and i am joined as always by the sequel to my prequel madison jones madison jones are you in good form this movie was amazing <laughs> yeah i knew you'd love it of this is one of those times where i knew once it was decided and when I, well no jokes for this opening uh, some would argue we never have jokes for the opening that's true uh, yeah no no goofums no no japes no uh, uh i'm not even gonna make a big show of it let's get jackson out on the field here hey whoa they did they did a triple a triple flip and they just landed in front of their microphone jackson knows how to control their tricks that's true yeah you pay them well i saw this movie for the first time at least a year ago or more when Jackson and Alex were doing their sports bracket for gratuitous pausing in the first round, it was this and a league of their own. Mm-hmm. And I was in the house while they were recording and I had my headphones in. So I didn't hear it. Cause I wanted to hear the episode, blah, 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 whatever. I look up and Jackson is waving at me from the other room to come in. They are deadlocked and I'm going to cast the deciding vote. And I voted for stick it based mm-hmm. off of arguments that are entirely valid and correct. And I won't be taking any questions. Uh, so that's one reason having just finished a league of their own successfully in a very good movie. <laughs> yeah, we completely nailed it. Yeah, I was like, we should do Stick It next for that matchup because of my my dark history with both of these films. But I asked Jackson to do the sequel because Jackson had kind of a silly idea, and I was like, yeah, of course, write it, and we'll have you on for um, for reference to that uh, gratuitous part of, pausing episode. Which side were you on, Jackson? Oh, I was Stick It All the Way. Stick It All the Way. Cool. That's the crossover between this and Jingle all the way. Good okay. gods. I think A League of Their Own is a great film. I think Stick It is more my thing. Uh, Haley, you have to control your tricks, Haley. <laughs> it's just this, it's the same team, just Jeff Bridges is recast as Arnold Schwarzenegger. The brawl strap was showing. <laughs> Jesus. Gods. I love this movie. This is the first time I've ever watched this. I've never mm-hmm. seen it previous to watching it today before the the record yeah it is a delightfully delightful funny movie also Mm -hmm. represents the sport like from pretty respectfully i'd say probably like i'd say like as far as like the frustrations of like the life of it i think that's kind of what it's trying to uh, the life of being in it on a gymnastics team Mm -hmm. um but the biggest thing the best thing about this movie is the music like throughout the entire thing, I thought you were going to say Joanna. I, it was a fifty-fifty on whether you're going to say Joanna <laughs> or the music. No, um, <laughs> like Joanna, I would rope into like the comedy aspect of the movie because sure, right. like her fucking like throwing shade at people throughout the entire movie is so 
so good like so funny um because she's kind of a delightful dimwit kind of person like and but is also just like super talented like in her sport like she it's mm-hmm. it, it kind of like encapsulates she's encapsulates like how sort of like unworldly she is because she's been doing gymnastics for her entire life so she doesn't know what things mean or what they or, or like she doesn't understand jokes necessarily I know uh, I love Joanna deeply when the screen flashed up to introduce her as uh, Joanna, uh, Zodiac sign, bitch. I'm like, hell yeah. I just really like this movie. Jackson, I saw it with Jackson and Alex. And um, then promptly I was like, oh, it's $5 digitally. Well, I don't stick it now. Yeah. Yeah. Also, one of the best things is if you search stick it in any social media GIF aspect, like on Facebook, Twitter, the first one is the hand clap and then double horns. Yeah. Uh, that is like the first result, so that's very easy to find for a reaction gif on online. Also, like just talking about the music, Missy Elliott's mm-hmm. "We Run This" video is fucking amazing. the The song that is heavily featured <laughs> in this movie is kind of the theme of this movie. It begins and ends it. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah, definitely would recommend watching that um, paired with watching this movie. There is something interesting I thought about watching it this time, and it's that we basically establish and then never ever talk about again that Haley's also apparently an extremely accomplished BMX rider. Yes, like she's she's pulling some pretty sick tricks on that bike, and then it just never comes up again. Yeah, uh, hang on, I need to rewrite the whole uh, pitch so that Haley uses BMX to like summon angels. Mm-hmm. It's a deep cut there. Love it. Um, the probably like critique of this movie is that like. How do we get this character into the gymnastics, like, like camp or whatever, or, like, organization? Because <laughs> it's, like, the movie begins with her BMXing, and she crashes into a house that is under mm-hmm. construction. I forget what the number was of, like, how... M- she basically crashed through a window and, like, jammed her bike into a railing, and then they said, like, the amount of money that that cost to fix was, like over $15,000. And I'm like, I do not understand how that is. A briefcase full of money. It costs one metric MacGuffin. (laughs) Yeah. And the judge punishes her with two options. Going to military camp. Mm -hmm. And then the other option is going to gym, to this high, like somewhat regarded, like gymnastics, like organization that she has a history with already. Because the judge knew that somehow. Like, it was, like, a very specific punishment for her because she doesn't like gymnastics anymore. So, it's, um, basically the, the part that is very easy to miss is that her dad has said he will, like, cover the money and all the costs and stuff. So, she doesn't have to worry about that if she goes to military school or VGA. However, it is, it goes by so fast that I also missed it the first time I was watching this. And I genuinely thought that the plot was, you have to win at gymnastics or you're going to jail. Yeah. That was... <laughs> I didn't understand why. I just thought that was how it worked. That that plot is the weakest part of the movie. Like, of the reason why she's there and how she's there. It doesn't make a lot of sense in reality whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, like her being part of the team, trying, sort of fighting against the establishment of gymnastics is really good. Which is mainly the reason that mm-hmm. I voted for this in lieu of a league of their own because i feel like a league of their own could be any sport as long as there's not a women's league in that sport mm-hmm. like hockey basketball um i guess there's others those are the only two i can think of um bowling anyway it like it could have been a movie about bowling yeah but like stick it really could only be 
maybe cheerleading or dance. Yeah, a, a, a movie that you could probably compare this up to, like, as a really, like, really, like, tight-knit head-to-head of movies of this time, like, would be Bring It On, right? Oh, many people did. Yeah. But where I think that Bring It On doesn't doesn't really aim to challenge the status quo, this is a little bit more uh, anti-establishment. Yeah. Also, Bring It On has, like, 14 sequels in a musical. I yes. don't know how you got an anti-establishment message from the movie in which they basically um, unionize and decide who's going to win the events. I That was my favorite part. It's really good. Other than one specific um, denomination of viewer, everyone's favorite part was when they unionize. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else was lesbians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and not to, not to be reductive or put too fine a point on it, I am going to use that to transition into um, our letterbox segment because it is a testament to the power of this movie that there is one review i also looked into rotten tomatoes and i have one letterbox thing that wasn't lesbians like joyously talking about how how this movie made them gay um or being thirsty this one is from talia who gave it four stars early representation of the unbreakable bond between lesbians and himbos end of review That's it. Everything else on Letterboxd was pretty much women talking about how this movie made them gay or how all of the gymnasts are lesbians, etc. There was one I found that I didn't use. It was about Jeff Bridges being the token straight person in this movie full of lesbians. Everyone on Rotten Tomatoes was the Rotten Tomatoes was the an acceptable movie that drags at points or whatever. Like I told Jackson, that is honestly the perfect example to put up of the difference between letterboxd and rotten tomatoes is like everyone right now is like "Mm, it dragged a little in the middle fairly fun if that's what you're looking for and this is like lesbians rule yeah i mentioned this uh in one of my dnd groups that has a lot of queers in it and they're the like all caps joy from people who are like i know that movie was uh Mm -hmm. was a lot um that's the end of the segment i'm not i'm not kidding i went through a ungodly amount of letterbox pages and about five or six pages of rotten tomatoes before i gave up i mean there's i could have probably found one on rotten tomatoes but Mm -hmm. like it wasn't coming and they weren't fun to read so i was just like the uh main character uh the only like Mm -hmm. this is very tangential but like i think uh the main character looks like Kristen stewart before Kristen stewart (laughs) i did find two or three reviews that also um were like i have to keep reminding myself this isn't Kristen stewart yeah a lot of people talking about quote those abs in the ice bath scene Mm -hmm. that was another big they're all ripped in this movie Mm -hmm. like they are i mean gymnastic uh, gymnasts are are pretty pretty like jacked right like Mm -hmm because they are the most impressive athletes in the world yeah like having having seen this and being in a hotel gym at one point i was like oh they have some gymnastic stuff here i will try some of these things and i was like oh no absolutely not there's no version of this where this is gonna happen yeah it is kind of like whenever gymnastics in general like it's my favorite thing to watch in the olympics or like when it like uh because it just like reminds me uh, like the capabilities of humanity (laughs) like the human body and like how it's like super like impressive like um like i hurt when i wake up in the morning Uh, (laughs) getting out of bed hurts and and i'm I'm like and it just reminds me it's like oh yeah i could never do anything like this ever in my life (laughs) like it's it's just so impressive like what 
people what the gymnasts are able to do and like perfect they're superheroes they're real life superheroes well um oh the jackson <laughs> jackson had a smile yeah i know a little bit about what jackson has planning because i remember i it was the idea that they said out loud to me that um i then said you should make this into a pitch so that's but um do you have any is madison's carnival of bits rolling into town or it is um there's one more thing i want to say about the movie though um just in, just in case he doesn't um he doesn't show up in jackson's pitch uh the one of the friend characters mm-hmm. actual name is poot yeah <laughs> i just want to bring that up i need to put that out there into like just like that's the one that joanna this. is gonna like force to marry her right <laughs> yeah yeah also them the, the one who's the... not one of the cullens from twilight yeah yeah, yeah. Also, them flipping in the mall in the prom dresses was yeah. uh, was a great scene. Mm-hmm. Well, we should also then touch on um, the super trippy video section or whatever movie. What sort I want, like um, action scene, I guess, of all of them doing that like friendly competition where people were mm-hmm. like over put over each other. I'm doing a very bad job of describing this. Everyone should just go watch Stick It. I mean. For those who don't or can't right now, um, there's this really cool scene where we have uh, all the characters doing their cool flips and tricks, but it's they put some cool filters on it to make it like a kaleidoscope. So they have this Thank weird. I um, think it's very Doctor Strange almost in the way they're kind of creating mm. this like uh, these like tessellations and refractions. Benedict Cumberbatch is just also in that scene. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges um. has some runes around him, like floating above his head the, the entire time. Um. Yeah, the tessellations look really cool, and it's it is baffling to me that this is um, Jessica Benninger's only movie. Like mm-hmm. she, this is the only thing she ever directed, and I don't understand why because she clearly has a really cool vision. With that, talking about more movies, um, <laughs> what a good <laughs> it's coming rolling in. Uh, it's for everyone's favorite uh, game show within a show. More like this. More like this. What is that? More like this. What did we just watch? More like this. Question for you. If I get it and Mike doesn't, do I get part of the, like, do I get one point for, or does it all go to Mike? It does not all go to Mike. You have oh. your own separate pool mm-hmm. of Madison Madison win, Madison Carnival of Bits rewards. Mm. So, interesting, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So I like the, so just, now here's a question though. Because Jackson hasn't won yet. Does Jackson get a wish if they win? Because Megan, this is before this, the Madison's point bank or whatever. We were going to call it more like these uh, for the prize menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jackson now, because that system is in place, only gets a point now instead of... Um, hmm. Well, technically Madison established a more draconian, co- uh, a more draconian code for this game that hmm. <laughs> makes it harder to win. You know what, Jackson? <laughs> you'll get a wish if you win. No, Mike, no, you just get no. a win. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know what the rules are. I know what the rules are. It's fine. Okay. I'm just checking. It's fine. I, I just, it is very funny that the Noel family rolled in, <laughs> racked up the wishes, and then he changed the rules. On him. It was before the regulations <laughs> came in. It was before the uh, uh, before I got era. sued. Uh, <laughs> as a reminder, more like this is a game show within a show where uh, I read three descriptions of movies that you might find uh, in a more like this section after you watch a movie on like Amazon or Netflix or something, or like you might also enjoy section on any of those platforms. Two of them are real movies. 
Uh, one of them is fake. Jackson and Mike have to find the fake one that I wrote. And with that, we begin. First movie, K.O.'d, 2011. After teen mom and waitress Kimberly is dumped by her boyfriend, she begins to take mixed martial arts lessons from a busboy who works at her diner. Through blood, sweat, and tears, Kimberly learns to take her life back one punch and kick at a time. First movie. Okay. Second movie. Chalk It Up, 2016. When super girly girl is dumped by her boyfriend, she decides to do everything she can to get him back by building a college gymnastics team, quickly learning that she is capable of so much more than being someone's girlfriend. Movie number three. Go figure. 2005. Caitlin is a 14-year-old girl who's determined to make it in the world of figure skating. When she discovers that famous Russian skating coach Natasha Goberman is coming to teach at a local private school, she's determined that Natasha will be her coach, even though it uh, it's an expensive school. Caitlin decides to try to get a scholarship. So the move, three movies were KO'd, Chalk It Up, and Go Figure. All naming conventions, very similar to Stick It. Yeah, well done. I mean, one of these is definitely <clears throat> fake, so well done on naming it, because they all sound like right something that would have come out like this. I will say Chalk It Up sounds like it's just Legally Blonde, but with gymnastics. But I don't know if that makes it sound more or less real. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. We did establish in that thing you do, Gold Guys, that Madison can just take the plot of a totally different existing movie and tack it on, or the title of something and tack it onto a made-up plot. Heavily so. unregulated. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Madison, heavily unregulated. When it comes to the players, deeply, deeply regulated. Yes. Yes. I mean, I know what I'm going to go for, Jackson, but I want to give you first crack at it. Yeah, Jackson, you you decide first. Hmm. You can I can repeat them if you'd like. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with chalk it up. That seems I don't know why, but it just it, something twigs in my brain. I'm gonna pick Go Figure. Uh, it's the one one Natasha Go Pruder doesn't really sound like a Russian name, and two, it's the that description sounded a lot different than the other two. Like like somebody who doesn't write the synopses of movies for a living typed up an idea for, for that movie. So I'm going to go so you, with So you go think I, I, I did some research or something or just made up a name for Natasha Goberman? Yeah, Goberman, definitely. That famous Russian last name. That famous Russian last name. I don't know why you're getting real angry at me about that one. No, 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 <laughs> the no, 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 no. Intense. no, 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 no. Are you both locked in? Yes. I'm locked in. The movie I made up was... KO'd from 2011. I'm sorry, ah! both of you. I'm sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. Jackson, absolutely. It does sound like Legally Blonde, just with gymnastics instead <laughs> of lawyering, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's from a pitch. What am I doing? As far as the legitimacy of Russian skating coach Natasha Goberman, I don't know if that's a real person sure. or not. Uh, I oh, I doubt I, it. I was just, yeah. like I said, it for something about the way that the other movies were like the synopsis wasn't just like she wants to do gymnastics so she decides to get the scholarship that's not like a plot like usually there's like will she earn enough money or whatever mm-hmm. like that's yeah. why i was like i think madison might have written that one just because the other two at least had like that kind of hook at the end that this one didn't but I will, well done. I, will, 
I will say that I I take the synopsis from different places. Sometimes I'll grab them from IMDb. Another one I'll grab sure. from Google, and like you know, they're all written differently. Right. So like, but I mean, even then, presumably somebody professional has written that, yes. like has sent those out. For sure. That's all. Like that's all I was saying. But good job. Those are that was a good another good round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that one was a fun one to do, mainly because there's a lot of movies, sort of like Stick It. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, Go Figure came out in 2005, a year before Stick It did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also it sounds, by and large, kind of the same setup, sort of. Well, we'll move on then to Jackson's bit. Uh, what did you come with this week? My bit is a sequel to Stick It with a soundtrack that you can uh, find. A link in the description. I made a whole thing. Uh, well, then let's go ahead and jump into Jackson's pitch for Stick It 2. Mm-hmm. I do have three title concepts, but I'm going to save them for the end. Okay. Uh, so y'all can figure out like what's going to fit best. Um, brief background: This is set years later uh, because I uh, wasn't sure about exactly where the timeline was, and there were some songs I wanted that probably would be a little further on than exactly when it should be. It's fine. Sure. Um, yeah, time's a fake circle. Time's a fake circle. Exactly. Um, yeah. Wait. Haley's college gymnastic career went kind of sideways. She kept kind of challenging these increasingly draconian rules. Uh, in this timeline, Lakota points still got established. That's a thing that happened in 2006, same year as the movie, where basically all the gymnastic organizations got really strict with their rules and point systems. And uh, it it's why gymnastics is kind of hard to follow now because it's no one's entirely sure what the what the rules are that we're following. And a lot of stuff is as the movie's uh, campaigning against much more about like execution and expression. Yeah. Um. So Haley's kind of a bit glum. She's teaching at, uh, she's like a GA for something like VGA, but in Boston or wherever. I don't have places. If you care about a city, let me know. Otherwise, it's going to be at a place. Um, there's a new crop of students who are fresh and optimistic, but Haley's not te- teaching them how to flourish. She's teaching them to, like clean, safe routines, guaranteed to stick, while um, Girls Aloud's Life Got Cold is playing in the background. Uh, she's not like jazz about her job, but she's doing it. It's fine. One of the new girls recognizes her, and they're like, Oh my god, you're Haley Graham. You're the Mahajadeen of the Balance Beam. We've heard about you. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was that nickname again? The Mahajadeen of the Balance Beam. <laughs> <laughs> and Haley's like, Yeah, I don't really do that anymore. Like, it didn't it didn't work out. Like, it, I tried and did not succeed. Uh but the new, new girls convince her to like show them some harder stuff, and she shows them how to do like a complicated double flip thing. Um, I don't know from gymnastics. I don't know how you teach that. She does that. One of the girls tries it, but gets a little hurt. Uh, she sprains an ankle or whatever, and Haley's boss is not happy. Um, she tells them that she can't push them like this. She, she needs to stick with what works and what what can win because um, it. We've clearly established that it doesn't work to try to go all the way. Uh, she's not going to change the system with a few rebellious teenagers. Um, uh, you're teaching them how to fly without giving them a parachute. And her boss is like, hey, you, you have been kind of out of the loop for a bit. I need you to like go compete. Go go to a competition, re-immerse yourself in this world instead of just this kind of safe space of uh, the school system. So she goes to a competition, um, and she's kind of out of shape. She's not doing great. Mina, from the first movie, is also there, and Mina's doing really well. Um, Mina's kind of Instead of going to like college gymnastics and going to teaching, Mina just kept competing for a while. Which one's she... Mina? Remember? Oh, um, blonde one. Googling. The one who's blonde. the Joanna. 
Um, the one but, who but had no real character. character. Uh, okay, Weiwei's yeah. friend. Yeah, Weiwei's friend. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Uh, the one who answered the phone all the time. Gotcha. Great bit, by the way. Great bit. Can can I say that the, when they when they see each other for the first time, they do the thing? Like, Absolutely. They um, they, they uh, put the phone up and then they talk. So they see each other from across the room. They put the phone up and then they both like uh, go from the, the the phone to like the the horn symbol. Oh hell yeah! Um, nice, love it. Yeah, Mina's thinking this is probably going to be her last, and she's kind of not going as hard as she could be. This is more of a victory lap. It's just kind of mm-hmm. she's competing because she likes the competition and she's having fun with it, but she's not doesn't think she can go any further. Um, uh, tonight, a live starlight plays. Haley encourages her to like go out with a bang, and they're both pushing each other harder. They're both trying more. Um, there's a fun scene where they're doing kind of the same routine but mirrored, and so we can see who can like jump higher, who can land smoother, or whatever. Um, okay. uh, also, Cassandra is here. She's all pale and tragic, um, and she's a little bit. Which weird. one's Cassandra? Oh, a new character. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, her name's Cassandra. Sorry. Um, um, me and Cassandra make it to the finals, but Haley does not, because um, Haley doesn't know how to not like stick it to the judges and do her own thing. Uh, the judges are not impressed. Um, but Mina succeeds, and Haley's happy about that. Uh, on a phone call with Putin and Frank. Uh... Oh. <laughs> Putin and Frank. I thought you said Putin and Frank. What? Putin and Frank, her friends from the original movie. Um, they got into the finals. Uh, Haley went to afterwards calling Putin and Frank to talk about how maybe it's time to drop out of gymnastics. Maybe it's like, maybe her run is done. And they're like encouraging her. They're like, no, come on, keep going. But it's Putin and Frank. They're not like all that helpful. Like it sounds like you're saying Putin Frank. Like <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Putin Frank. Frank. Putin Frank. Yeah. That is their portmanteau couple name, I guess. Uh uh yeah, they're not that helpful. Haley hangs around to watch the finales and uh at one point she sees Cassandra talking to an older woman who, according to my description, looks like she should be part of the Ladomas family from Ready or Not. Uh oh I don't know how to describe her. But Ladomas vibes. Um, so is it um what's the aunt what's the aunt the actress's name who plays aunt helene uh carla guadagnino um yeah i hadn't planned on it being like it can be that actress i don't think it should be the same character that seemed a little bit too oh, much yeah, yeah. no but, no yeah but yeah no, 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 I, meant, definitely... I, I meant that actress not that oh character. hell yeah absolutely she's doing nothing wild right now. this was a ready or not like in the ready or not universe like that's not the very wild crossover that i have in this um I have been alerted that there is a reference to an existing Equalizer Cinematic Universe movie in this Ooh. pitch. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Jackson took the liberty. Of, I told them at one point to feel free to tie in, but Jackson's like, oh, I already did. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a question real fast. You've been mentioning songs and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Do you have that throughout the entire pitch? Yeah. Cool. Mike, I think you're on the edit on this one. Yeah. Could we possibly play just a little bit of each song? This is such a heavily like music heavy thing. Like you can feel free to say no if you don't want to. Um, but, like, let me put it this way: we possibly can. It very much depends on if I'm white knuckling this one the day sure, before sure, it turns sure, sure, out. Sure, 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 sure. If there is time, I'll try to put in some snippets here and there. Got it. But I will not guarantee it. Got it. Cool. I might have "Life Got Cold" by Girls Aloud because I recommended that song and I like it a lot. But I haven't directly said this um, yet in the pitch, mm-hmm. but like. During a lot of the performances that are not Haley or her friends doing stuff, it's like just classical music. Um, sure. So I don't have those planned out. I just, I don't know classical music stuff. Sure. So it's plug in Dark Academia playlists into YouTube and press go to those. Cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, Haley sees Cassandra and uh, Lady, La- Lady Ladomas, who I'm just going to name Carla. 
um, shaking hands. Uh, and then later, it's night, and Cassandra is in this competition space, and she's on the balance beams, and we're getting those like trippy tessellation things happening. It's intercut with Mina and Haley dancing at a party or something, and uh, then suddenly, like Mina starts breaking her everything, like her bones just. <laughs> um, but it's it seems to me like she's like tr- like oh she trips, breaks an arm, trips further from that, breaks a leg, just breaking all over the place. The party's ruined, obviously, and it's very clearly intercut. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's intercut with Cassandra like getting off the balance beam. Haley is determined to find out what happened. She isn't sure why, but she's sure there's something up. And she sees uh, Carla in the in the bleachers, sits on next to her, watching Cassandra winning, getting medals, all that stuff. Carla is not putting in any effort to hiding being a cartoon villain. Uh, think the opera scene from Star Wars Episode Three. Okay. Haley declares she's going to figure out what happened and expose her. And Carla is like, "All right, I'm just going to show you and invite you to an event next week." What do you know about Joanna the Wise? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a story Jeff Bridges would tell you. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, so it turns out that this competition was also doubling as uh, an audition for invitations to the regional baffle meet, an underground competition of... Uh... Jackson. <laughs> what? The... Baphomet. The demon. Oh my god. <laughs> um... That's not the worst one. Uh, oh, I know. I believe you. I just anyway. It's an underground gymnastics co- competition where people use gymnastics to perform feats of sorcery. It's run by uh, the Secret Society of the Azure Decagram. Everyone trying to compete for uh, enter- to qualify for the Midsummer Salt. Uh. Jackson <laughs> Midsummer Salt. Holy shit! Yes. Um. And so we're getting like a lot more of the whole like, like cool like tessellations and uh, kaleidoscope things as people are like drawing down the moon and flipping with it. Uh, they're turning the floor to glass. They're, they're like filling the auditorium with fish that kind of swim around you. Uh, one person ha- like they're doing their tumbling and hands and face they're pushing on the underside of the floor like that one scene from Nightmare on Elm Street. How does My- it feel to have written a better Doctor Strange movie already than Doctor <laughs> Strange? Uh, it feels good. It feels good. Also, this is more just like a thing that will come up later. Uh, at the Baphomet, there's a traditional statue of uh, Baphomet uh, presiding over everything. For those who aren't familiar, they're a sort of goat-headed figure with hands and feet held in a, hands held in a particular gesture. Two fingers pointing up, two fingers pointing down. At the meet, uh, Carla, the, this judge, is talking to Haley and is like, Hey, so we're very clearly a secret coven of witches. Um, what can you do to us? Like, no one cares what you do. Uh, Normally we just wipe your memory, but this time we're not going to because it's kind of fun to, like, have people who know about us and fear us. Like, that's kind of a vibe. Haley's very uh, kind of broken up about this, so she goes to Joanne's place. Uh, Joanne lives with Poot and Frank. (laughs) With Frank and Poot uh, on, like, a ranch somewhere. It's like you're saying Frank and Poot at that point. Like, you might (laughs) as well just pick which of the two you'd prefer. I like Putin Frank better. It sounds more fun. <laughs> anyway, Joanne, Putin Frank have this like uh, messy polyamorous thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're living on like a ranch somewhere in the south. I don't know where. I decided to explain that they have money because Putin invented like not Uber. Basically, he seemed to invent something like something very useful and lucrative on accident. Uh, he doesn't control it, but he still has residuals from inventing it, uh, sure. and that's how they have money. They comfort her, and while she doesn't like tell them what's happening. It turns out, from things she's saying, Joanne already knows because her mom was part of the Society of the Decagram. 
Uh, but Joanne was like, yeah, I wasn't going to get into that. I mean, black magic? Ew. That's basically cheating. And I wasn't very good at it. Um, uh, so here is uh, where <laughs> Joanne and her mom are estranged. So she's going to run kind of a small heist to get into her mom's house and steal a book of uh, gymnastic occultism, the gym war. Oh, my God. <laughs> gymnastic uh, occultism? <laughs> yep. Uh, the gym war. Yes. Uh I, have so, you ever so, seen uh, the movie Suspiria? Uh, it is very Suspiria, yeah. There's some Suspiria vibes to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it's not just me talking about this whole thing. What's the wacky thing they do to like break into this house and steal the book? This is a quick comedy scene um, set to some 41's in too deep. Yeah, so they got to do gymnastic stuff. So um, I think it is like... I mean, not necessarily. I mean, this is more of like a Putin Frank doing something useful oh. scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're very, like, goofy, like, sort of, like, they skate. So there's that. So Ah. um, what if, I don't remember which one, because I think one of them biked, one of them skateboarded, right? Sure. Or something like that. So I think they got to do some cool skate, like, sort of, like, tricks. I think maybe, like, they ramp off of, like, a wheelbarrow, uh, wheelbarrow, sorry. There's, like, a fancy, Um, like, fountain statue in the garden or whatever they mm -hmm. ramp off of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and they get on they and then they grind the uh they grind the gutter mm-hmm. into a window and they like they, they grind the gutter until they can get close enough to the window to jump to the window and then they like they, they open the window to get in. Um, um inside the room where there's all these like um artifacts and books, the floor is also like like a pressure sensitive or something. Mm-hmm. And so the one on the bike gets up on its back wheel and it's jumping from like plinth to plinth where there's like empty plinths where there should be artifacts. Is Joanna here too? I think Joanna's like helping like run the distraction. <clears throat> okay. Well, what I, well, I had a suggestion uh, mm-hmm. because I think there's a camera system and uh, she she goes on like a, um, what's the long board or like the, the what's the gymnastics like thing where it's just like the very- The beam? The beam, beam. yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she's like uh, like a beam. She like is like flipping over like a fence along mm. a fence, and then like oh, yeah. undoes the power to like the um to the camera system or the alarm system that is connected way up high on the side of the building. I like it. Mike, did you have something? No, I, I the thought occurred to me that if it is the house of a, a witch who is into black magic gymnastics, the only way to get into the vault should be via gymnastics, but. But I, I'm not going to fight. I love Frank, Putin Frank X-gaming their way into uh, mm-hmm. the fucking Black Witch's vault. I don't know if, like... I think in my head she doesn't practice anymore. She's like mm-hmm. She was part of it for a while, then she like retired. But she still has sure. stuff because... <laughs> why would you give that the, up? The costs were too great. Like, too many people died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's like, we should do it the old-fashioned way. With X-games. Uh, yeah. From the book and from the Haley monologue, kind of the basic summary of how this works. Um, uh, certain gymnastic routines uh, harmonize with like the right patterns of the universe to like, create magical effects. But a while back, someone found out that if you basically create uh, like duplicates of yourself, a la that one move from Dragon Ball Z, uh, you can yes. you can be like more in sync because it's harder if you're yeah. Like, it's harder if, like, three or four people are all doing it together, but if, like, one person is doing it three times, uh, it's way easier. And so that's kind of, like, the standard move that everybody does. Um, mm. These are called uh, the Gilfagenian Refractions. 
Um, I assume that's a reference. One more, one more time. <laughs> the Gilfic Enemy Refractions, yes. Got um, it. Yeah, no one will understand this reference. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, so, but, but, and normally you like basically have these like turned on by someone who's already part of this, but it can be done by people who are, who are just normal people. Uh, so to get like a good team together, Haley uh, goes to find Weiwei and like, hey, Weiwei, between the three of us, you can give Haley this power to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Weiwei is working as an instructor at a sort of more art house version of Cirque du Soleil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's where you two are going to come in again. Uh, Madison, We're going to do the routine. Gotcha. Let me limber up. <laughs> We're going to do this gymnastics routine in this audio-only medium. Yeah. Uh, Madison, <laughs> give me a social issue. A, so- a social issue? Uh-huh. There is um, mistreatment, the people who wipe the sweat off the mats. Oh, can't okay. believe you got all that into three an, words. An, an, under, an undervaluing of their, their uh, position or sure. something like that. Uh, Mike, give me a uh, classic work of literature. Um, the Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. All right. Uh, I'll both of you to pull up whatever thing you use to like, play music and press shuffle. Tell me the first thing that comes up. Oh, okay. That'd be great. Uh, why am I doing this on my computer? Because I'm just doing it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to open up a daily playlist. Um, Mine yeah. is an ad for Paula Fuga. Okay, so after that. Okay. I'm going to my daily mix one, and I'm going to hit shuffle. Oh, there it is. Oh my god, there's like 900 ads. That one was called Co- uh, Maniac by Conan Gray, who I'm unfamiliar with, but who was part of my Olivia Rodrigo, uh, my Olivia Rodrigo uh, radio. Sure. I'll let you know when the fucking ads are done. Wow, they're still going. I'm so sorry. Why do you think I want to talk- know about Central Indiana orthopedics? It talk- I heard you talk about scr- stretching just a few minutes ago. Mm. Here. I did another one, uh, just because I wasn't familiar with that person, and I got, uh, I got ribs by Lord. I got cool. Traveler in Time by Uriah Heep. Cool. So, so uh, Wei Wei's current performance is a retelling of the Three Musketeers as a like screed about the mistreatment of, of janitors, uh, featuring yeah. a mashup of Ribs by Lord and uh, Traveler in Time by Uriah Heep. Jesus, it's great. It is very good. The audience loves it, and it's, it's got like a lot of like tumbling and. For as long as it took, they better fucking love it. <laughs> uh, people dress as, as three musketeers and other traditional French folk of that time doing gymnastic mm-hmm. stuff. It's great. I um, would love to see a ballet or some sort of gymnastics thing about the three musketeers, like a yeah, modern right, pop, actually. a modern pop, three musketeers. That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> Yeah. We watched that movie. It had Luke Evans in it. It's got a Panic of the Disco doing uh, Three Cheers for Three Musketeers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, when we agree, she signs up. Um, the Donna's Don't Break Me Down plays as they uh, do a lot of like hard work and false starts to get the routine just right, and uh, Haley's able to like clone herself three times. 
And meanwhile, Haley's monologuing to the audience about how she can get into the Baphomet, she can find Cassandra and uh, bring her to justice, basically. Sorry, did we like die? Or oh, um, I'll talk about it later. I forgot to mention it, but she's like in the hospital, like kind of traditional, okay. like you know, it's it's a sad in here. She's got um, cast all over the place. Assume, she's in traction. What, she's in tra- mm-hmm. sure, yeah, um, like a little beeping thing, you know, yeah. traditional sad hospital scene. Yes, uh, probably go, going to visit her, or whatever. I think actually, yeah, they go to visit her, and that's really like affirm that they're going to do this you know, mm-hmm. for Mina. Uh, Weiwei and Joanna offer to, like, also do the thing, try to get into the Midsummer Salt, but Haley's like, no, I don't want you to get hurt, and she's planning to head out tomorrow. Bjork's Hunter plays, uh, the next morning, uh, before she leaves, she's practicing in the backyard, trying a simple routine to light a candle, and Joanna, who's watching, is offering catty but constructive criticism. I want to stress, Joanna has not stopped being a bitch, she's just using it to yes. be helpful instead of wantonly caustic for no reason. Uh, Useful bitchiness. I love it. Mm-hmm. Weiwei is also there and offers, like, other advice, and Putin Frank are also there getting in on the advice thing. Just being Putin Frank. <laughs> being Putin Frank. Uh, somehow, between the, the four of them, Haley's actually able to get it to work. The candle lights. And she's convinced to, like, stick around and practice there for a bit. Uh, Kesha's Out Alive plays as... Yeah. um Yeah. Uh, as we get, like, a montage of Haley, like, doing these occult gymnastics. And she's getting better, but not much. There's a lot of, like, falling on her whatever, um, like, things not going well. Part of it is that, like, the, the these three groups are basically pushing, like, different things. Like, Joanne is going for precision. Weiwei is getting, trying to be more experimental. Putin and Frank are, like, like yeah, go harder. It's, it's great. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And so a lot of, like, contradictory voices coming in there. There's this trick she's not getting right. She goes to Vikram to try to, like, talk it through. Uh, Vikram quickly susses out that she's part of this whole thing that he is aware of but was trying to, like, stay out of. Uh, he he considered it in the first movie many times, but then was like, no, 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 the costs are too great. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the times that we saw him, like, looking anxiously during that one thing where we were getting this cool tessellation in the first thing, that's him going, oh no, the magic is happening, I can't let this happen. Uh, there's a good, there's a kind of funny moment where, uh, in the first movie, where he's talking to Putin and Frank, uh, because uh, they were talking about how the moms, like, were, Devil's like, flirting. Candy. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were flirting with them. This fits mm-hmm. in kind of perfectly with that. Like, yeah, they, they were flirting with him, and then Vic is like, Trust me, boys, you don't want to mess with that devil's candy. And this is exactly what he was talking I, about, was this. Exactly, yeah. So I'm going to go on a limb and say that that's maybe not an accident in this pitch. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I did have that in my notes. There we go. Uh, Jackson tapped their nose when they said that, which means cocaine, for anyone who's listening. <laughs> one of my notes was, uh, one of my watchers was me going through, like, noting all the references of the devil in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it was all a setup for this pitch. To be clear, you do that with every movie. It's just that fit with this particular <laughs> yeah. situation. That's more of a personal project that happened to pay <laughs> off. Yeah. It's like that website that catalogs how many times the fuck word comes up in things, but yeah. uh, just for how many times the devil shows up. Yeah. Um, anyway, Vikram eventually suggests she goes to track down a tape of like some performance from 94, managed to nail the move that she can't. There's a library of archive footage of gymnastics meets, don't question it too much, uh, that she finds, and while she's there, she meets a girl named Daria. And Daria lets her know through not very subtle innuendo that she knows what it means that she's looking through for the 94 Northwest Regional tape or whatever. And through the conversation, Daria susses out that Haley is not part of the Society of the Decagram. Uh, in an echo of the scene from the first movie where Haley quietly admits to Vickerman she does, that she does want his help, 
Haley admits that she doesn't think she can learn this stuff fast enough for the next baffle meet. Madison? I think I got which movie it's t- going to tie into. Mm, doubtful. Uh, okay. Um, what do you think? Go ahead, Madison, and say, because I'm... Don't, don't, because it'll be funnier when, when Mike finds out. Don't say it, Madison, I, I, will, I will write it on a, a note. And, cool. Uh, then we'll share it once it is revealed. Hell yeah. Um, Daria. Uh, so Haley, uh, so yeah, so um, Daria invites her to train with them uh, if she wants to really learn something. Unfortunately, the her invitation comes at the same time that Haley and crew were going to take the night off to see Weiwei's new performance. The proceeds go to some charity or whatever. And Haley ditches them to meet up with Daria. Daria's group, the Coven of the Royal Tyne, meets in a forest behind a farm that Daria owns. Garbage's control plays as we go to a clearing in the woods where they've set up like skulls and fire and silver goblets, that kind of stuff. You know the vibe. Like very, mm-hmm. very Wickerman. Um, Wickerman. Oh my god. I never thought of, like, Vickerman and Wickerman. Damn, we're going to rewrite the whole pitch now. Anyway, no. Um, <laughs> it's not kind of like a um, a secret gymnastics space in, in the woods. There's, like, a vault made from a fallen tree limb and uh, reclaimed branches for the uneven bars, that kind of stuff. Daria started this group in secret to develop the skills to rival the society of the decagram. I don't want to write the dialogue, but there's a lot of, like, praising Haley. There's not enough criticism of her messing up, and Haley's really thriving on the attention. Um... There's a new recruit, Tony, who looked up to both Haley and uh, Haley and Daria because they're really skilled, and Tony knows about uh, that time you unionized all the bitches. Between <laughs> what they can teach her and Haley's raw skill, she managed to pull off a cool like feat of scrying. Imagine kind of like printing out like holograms of what you want to see around you. Um, so we've got spinnerets baptized by fire playing as uh, they're like as they seem to be transported to. A rooftop in Paris, somewhere in the Kalahari, um, uh, the, the Oval Office, that kind of stuff. Madison looks so smug. If I'm right, I'm just going to be so excited. <laughs> I, I think I'm tapping into something here, but we'll see. Um, uh, when Haley gets back to Joanna's, her friends are upset at them for ditching. But she shows them the scrying thing, and uh, Weiwei forgets her too quickly. Poot and Frank are just impressed to see the cool magic. Joanna's very sour, but is being more catty about it than is helpful at the time. They offer to help her keep training, but she gets that they're not giving her what she needs. Um, uh, and so we cut from her training with them to look back to the back to this coven. Heli opens up to Daria about how much her friends want to help but can't, and Daria asks her more about them. Apparently Daria grew up rich like Joanne, rich, spoiled, cut off from the world, but when her dad died, she d- did what any sensible young lady would do. Use her exorbitant wealth to become a witch. Yeah. Haley, <laughs> uh, Haley talks about how much she cares for Joanne, Weiwei, Frank, Poot, Mina, etc. But while she's doing so, Daria's kind of subtly poking holes in everything she's saying. Like, kind of, you know, Haley will talk about Joanne and uh, Daria will say, yeah, but I mean, she does this and this, and that's kind of not great. Or, you know, Poot and Frank, do they really get you? That kind of stuff. Through this conversation, or maybe a series of conversations, Silva convinces Haley that they're holding her back and not actually helping her. Um, during all this, the Covenant is trying to figure out who to send to the Northwest Regional Baphomet, and Haley pushes for a spot, and Daria is kind of stoking that for a bit, and kind of, while Haley goes into it with kind of that same, like, wasn't the best person thing, Daria is uh, kind of feeding her ego, having her slip back to where she's more, like, catty and pushing for winning. Okay. Uh, and she, she wins the spot. 
Back in the ranch, Joanne encodes to just Haley's big skill be like, something rad, like conjuring a dragon. But Daria is like, no, no, you know what judges are like. Go for something offensive and cutthroat. Like, you should punish Cassandra for what she did. Um, they go to the Baphomet. Daria explains how she found it with some scrying or whatever. Uh, they roll up and sign up. We get a few just like standard tricks and stuff going on. I don't have them all written out, but just some cool magic things happening. Feel free to throw some in if you want some. See, now it sounds like the actual Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, one one of the contestants are a pair of twins played by either Avril Lavigne or uh, Melissa Vendela, depending on who you want to get. Sure. Um, Both. Sure. Uh, yeah. The, and this is just uh, twins competing as a unit for, for flavor. Haley wants to do the routine uh, that uh, kind of teleports Cassandra to her and... Uh, tr- and moves all of Mina's injuries onto Cassandra uh, uh, while Avril Lavigne's cover of Bad Reputation plays. Uh, really astute observer would notice that during the pattern uh, of, of her teleportation, it's the exact same shape as the board game Fjord's Fury from the Pest 2. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my uh, god. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um... And we're calling this move uh, the Lament Reconfiguration. Haley wins bronze, but Daria doesn't. Uh, Haley calls Vickerman to like, uh, in the hopes that he'll congratulate her, but uh, he's mad at her for like doing this really cutthroat thing, and then explains that now that she's qualified for the Midsummer Assault, she can't back out. Um, and Haley's like, okay, well, I'll do what I did at the last thing, just kind of go up and scratch. And uh, he explains that um, the. Well, she doesn't need to realize that if she doesn't impress the judges, she'll be dragged to hell. And he shouts, you can't just... W- Haley, you can't win with old scratch, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson. <laughs> um, so Haley tries to go to Joanne's place to celebrate, and everyone's like treating her coldly. Turns out Mina calls them from the hospital, so they already know what she did. And they're kind of afraid of her now. Um, so she... Uh, Dishes them, packs her bags for good, and uh, goes and goes back to the coven. Like you know, this is my new family. Uh, while the distillers drain the blood, is playing. That's playing over uh, Haley arriving and finding Daria mind wiping the rest of the coven. Uh, it turns out this has all been a front. Uh, every so often, when uh, the society notices like rebellion being stoked, they'll send someone out to like gather everybody who could uh, defeat them together train them, uh, develop some new moves and new uh, new cool tricks, and then just wipe them all out at once. Hmm. The mind wiping basically makes everybody forget what they knew, and they kind of like fill in the memories, as you know, as it were. Like, just, they make it work. Um, and so there's still people who just don't remember any of the magic or what they can do. Uh, while this is happening, uh, the other cont- the other people in the cavern are trying to like stop her with like bits of offensive magic, but it's just not enough. Tony shouts, Daria, you can't do this! And Daria... Uh, can't she shouts, twisting her fingers and twisting Dar- Tony's memories. I am Daria Emanuela Grouch the Fourth, the Caldera. I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, it- <laughs> uh, Madison, did you have cash cab or money playing cash cab written down? Nope. Uh, I had okay. I have a reason for this, and if we can pause just to for this, I had. Was it regarding the two who done it? Yeah, because in. The Lizzie McGuire show, there's a whole episode dedicated to ribbon-based rhythmic gymnastics. 
but also in Mike's pitch, there was Gordo could do magic. So mm-hmm. I thought that's those were the connections I made. But I love that this is a cash cab. This this person money is the, plane. the the daughter of the Grouch. Yeah, yeah daughter of the Grouch uh, of the money plane. What was it? Fuck, um, yeah. Dice Emmanuel Grouch the Third, aka the Rumble. That's mm-hmm. amazing. God damn it. Who is now kind of dead? Or is yeah. it? Um, so yeah, it's this kind of it's a fairly rad but scary scene. Where, um, uh, Haley tries to stop her by doing the whole like dragon conjuration thing, uh, but through the visuals we can tell that if she completes the move, Daria is still going to get to her, but she might be able to take out Daria at the same time. Um, Tony, with her last bit of strength, um, does the teleport to send Haley back to her car, and she speeds off into the night. Uh, as teenage anarchist plays, as fear turns to resignation and turns to a gray sunrise. Haley goes back to her old job, uh, buries what she knows, and coaches them for their next meet. That's what happens, but she explains the world was too big to conjure. Yeah, the world was too big to conquer. The girl from the girl from the start uh, says, Yeah, Haley, you're full of shit. Wait, what? Um, while you're gone, we were winning regionals with the tricks you taught us. And like, but that's, those aren't winning tricks. Uh, those aren't winning tricks. The judges wouldn't let you. Yeah, we know. We, we did them anyway. Watch this. She pulls up, she performs some trick that Haley was trying to teach her, but it's not just a double flip, it's a triple flip now. Uh, make sure there were, like, news crews there. We lost points, but everybody uploaded the videos to YouTube, and there's, like, memes about it. It's this whole, this whole big thing. Have you not heard? Yeah, like, no one's going to remember who won that regional in a few years, but everyone's going to remember us as the losers who got airtime. Yeah. Um, and this kind of, Haley gets, like, a determined look on her face as, uh, the pretty reckless is way down below. Starts playing. Haley stands up, runs over to a balance beam. She starts dancing out the way that Weiwei would, but the beam seems to kind of just go on forever, uh, further and further until she's like, until she, uh, so she's on the king's roads. <laughs> yeah, so she she um she takes the king's roads back to Joanne's house uh, and does a whole big apology. I know I talk a big game about rebellion, but sometimes when the chips are down, I just want someone to tell me I'm doing right. I'm doing good, and they're like. Hey, friends are the people who tell you you're doing good, Haley. They're the friends who call you out when you're not. I'm not sure who would say that because that's too, like, sage for any of these characters. So, mm-hmm. that, but expressed in a Joanne or Poot way. Yeah, I'd say Joanne, just to break from the, like, really catty mm-hmm. nature of, like, an actual earnest sentence. Sure. Right. And Haley agrees and apologizes and uh, talks about how she has an idea that, to, like, uh... No, sorry, hang on. I, I didn't take that part on my pitch. Um, he talks about how she doesn't think there's any way to win, and they explain that that's because. And Joanne's like, "Yeah, because you're playing by the rules. You're making yourself Judge Judy and Executioner." Uh, uh, and that gives Haley an idea that she she's gonna have to train really hard uh, to like get to, Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah, Judge Judy and Executioner. She, I I can't write Joanna dialogue, but I can steal other dialogue from other stuff. She does say oh, she makes herself Judge Judy and Executioner. That's such a good fucking line. That is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's a very Joanna thing. Yeah, it's a very um, Joanna line. Uh, so they, they're going to train things hard. Smash cut to the Midsummer Salt. Uh, at, at the, here there's a, there's two panels of judges. There's normal judges, kind of look that little mas cheek. Um, and there's the spooky judges. Uh, sitting on the far side of the arena on a high platform, wearing all black robes, head, heads covered um, by masks in the form of a, a wolf, a ram, and a serpent. During the qualifying heats, the spooky judges will sometimes do like a thumbs up or thumbs down thing. Uh, the best two out of two determines if a person progresses the rounds or gets dragged to hell. 
Julian and Weiwei are there, and I can't... I don't have a good reason for them to be there. I, I'm trying to crack this rat at a time. Do you have any justifications for that? Uh, for them being support, like, right? Yeah. You know, um, I could see them being like warm-up coaches or something, or like... Um, um, or as the daughter of whatever Joanne's mom, who used to be part of this, maybe they have like a res, like, uh, we have two reserved seats or whatever. Like, mm, sure. Our family just, we just never show up and claim the tickets. Like we don't go, but well, I could show up and because that was, my mom was there. I can claim the ticket, like two tickets or whatever. Yeah, I'll take it. I mostly want them here so that Joanne can do that thing where she's like psyching out the competition. Yeah, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Throwing shade from the... Yeah, throwing shade, making the second guess things. Um, when this pays off for her at one point, Joanne's like, call that bitchcraft. And even the way I rolls her eyes at that one. Uh, like, everyone knows it's a bad joke. Um, uh, we go through things. We're in the semifinals. It's... Uh, uh, Joanne... Ha- yeah. It's in the semifinals. Haley and Daria are like up next. Daria goes and she does something that no one has ever seen before. And basically turns Haley's uh, like refractions against her. So during Haley's um, during Haley's moves, she's now had to like fight off her like doppelgangers, uh, having to literally and figuratively vanquish her inner demons with gymnastics. Because lol, make the metaphor literal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, however, after destroying these doppelgangers, she now can't do the, the thing that she's been building up to because she doesn't have like that power anymore. But she decides that you know, hey. Um, I'm not a quitter. I'm, I'm still going to give it a shot because, you know, if I'm going to hell, I'm going to go, go to hell on my own terms. Uh, so she's on the field when Weiwei and Joanne walk to join her. Um, and they're like, hey, guys, what are you doing? And they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to help. If if you lose, you know what happens. Uh, and Weiwei's like, yeah, we'll stick together. We'll figure it out. On um, the high beam to hell. <laughs> on the high beam. That's not what I had in mind, actually. Um, I've got... Uh, uh, against me is Black Me Out playing for their um, their performance. Yeah. They all start uh, sitting in that kind of traditional bathroom pose, uh, but then they turn the uh, one of the hands to like the the horns. Only a cultist will enjoy this joke, but it's there. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, they do the performance, and they're not quite in sync at first. But like, we see them doing things to get more in sync that I cannot describe because I'm not going to go through and describe the minutia of gymnastics in this pitch. They do that. Um, we get the overlay tes- tessellation shots happening to let us know the magic is going on. Uh, but at first, we don't see anything. Uh, the judges look confused, ready to just give them all zeros for not having actually done any magic, until phone calls start coming in. Uh, a passionate ballerina in Swan Lake is literally growing wings. Um, an old man dressed as a bird-themed superhero is actually flying. A little girl spinning on a rope actually lands uh, across a river in a beautiful fairyland, that kind of thing. Uh, and that's just what they're hearing about. Haley explains that her spell was to give everyone who's ever had magic uh, all of it back, basically. Letting them remember. And oh. the judges are like, well, fine, we'll, we'll take it back. There's a lot of us. And Haley's like, maybe, but you're not going to do it fast enough. So many people know now, and uh, they're going to have these moments of power. And uh, once everyone sees it can be done, you won't be able to like stop it fast enough. Um, the judges are about to like, they just all give them just like flip over zero is just very discontent about this but a gavel banging from above tells the spooky judges have their deliberation one puts a thumb down one puts a thumb up Haley, uh joanne webway grab hands uh looking defiantly at the dark hollows where the last judge's eyes should be eventually 
puts a thumb up high. Uh, and Trisha Skilkin's voice comes out from the mask, declaring, we like a good rebellion. Uh, and puts up the sign of the horns. Haley company leave with her heads held high. I... Can I? Sure. I'm sorry. Can I give a, maybe an alternate idea? Sure. The no. last judge. We linger on the last judge. We don't know what they're gonna do. Instead of a thumbs up or thumbs down, they just do the horns. Yeah, here for it. Um, and because of some like bullshit old law, putting two horns up, it's the way equals two. Bits. Or yeah, technically the thumb <laughs> is pointed up. Yeah, technically the yeah, thumb yeah, yeah. yeah, technically. Um, yeah, that I like that. Uh, yeah, so they leave with their held, heads held high and. Um, uh, the judges are kind of turning back to Daria, and there's this like ominous tone as we cut away from that scene. Uh, later, they're sitting in a hole in the wall bar. Uh, a singer, Yasmin Hamdan, is making lights kind of dance in a way that they shouldn't be able to. Uh, it's a simple trick, but everyone's smiling at it, implying the world's kind of aware that things are possible now. Uh, the crew is looking at X-rays, but they're looking at—I don't know how to relay this—but they're Cassandra's X-rays, and they're making notes with like sigils implying healing stuff that they're going to do down the line. Uh, to like fix that, uh, and that's that's what I got. Very cool. There you go. Yeah. I can't believe you went with money plane. That was the reference. That was the point. reference. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the money plane one. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't. Ex- um, I can explain why I did this. Uh, I didn't understand the plot of the the first movie at first. I thought it was you have to win a gymnastics or you're going to jail, and so I decided to step it up sure. by saying uh, you have to win a gymnastics or you're going to hell. Love it. Love it. Love it. I also like the idea, like, um, I mentioned Suspiria before, mm-hmm. but, like, the idea of move, it, movements are important and, like, gesturing and stuff, and it's like we're casting spells while we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I like, I love that idea. Um, I it's sort of, like, magic system of, like, moving your hands or bodies in a certain way to cast a spell. It's, it, it that's, that's a rad, a rad basis of magic, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um. I, I thought I was thinking about like some cool magic, like like magic gymnastic moves, and I imagine sure. like uh, you know the floor, like um, it's what Haley was competing in at the at the end mm-hmm. of it. Like I like the idea of that, but like someone casting a spell and going through a portal, ending up on another side of the floor, and then doing another move with a landing or something like that, like, like mm-hmm. just teleporting around the floor a bunch. Um, I did have at one point like something like that in the, in the notes, uh, but I took it out for something else. But um, I took it out as bamfing around the gymnastics meet like Nightcrawler. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah that that kind of stuff. That'd be amazing. I would love to see that. Um, um, my idea is they go up and as they're doing like the, the twists and flips, as they come back down, they go into a dive and go into the mat like it's water and then mm-hmm. like emerge from it later, like in a different like pose or whatever and then keep dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know the rings. We didn't see any ring work. That's usually all. a male gymnastics. Actually, the rings are because the the argument is men would have more upper body strength in general. I'm not subscribing to that. I think that's that is the given reason why sure. women's gymnastics don't do the rings. Sure, but ignoring that and it's magic. Uh, we. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, Madison. I have to draw the line somewhere. We have to have some at, at sexism. Cool. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh... Yeah, the I, I like the idea that one of them pulls up on their rings and then does a flip and then transforms into like a lizard creature or something and then like or they do a flip in their whole they like spiral a bunch so much that it like blurs reality like or mm-hmm. something like that. Um but like yeah, just like with each 
either that or like each flip they turn into a lizard then like a monkey and then like a giraffe on rings yeah (laughs) hell yeah yeah this is rad Um, Uh, i i i love the introduction of magic to any into very non-magical stuff we do that all the time really are 100 plus episode (laughs) that kind of log will attest yes right like this this will not be everyone's jam but this will be this podcast jam yes after what we did to a league of their own this is at least a cohesive introduction of magic yeah uh any questions any holes any to fill yeah uh what do you call it oh okay so i had three concepts um one of them is uh stick it to the restitution of Haley graham Mm -hmm. okay kind of fun um the next one was uh, Stick It To Society. Um, okay. And the last one, uh, if we go with this one, there, I'm going to put an extra scene at the end where, like, as Haley's leaving, one of the reporters or whatever is like, hey, that was a really cool movie you did. What are you going to call this? And Haley looks at them, smiles, and we smash it to the, like, title credits at the end where it just says, uh, Stick It To Haley's Comet. <laughs> uh, what about Stick It To The Devil Made Me Do It? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Um, I think I'm. Or if you have better ideas, go ahead. But yeah, what was the first one? Uh, stick it to the restitution of Haley Graham. I like that as a long title. Like I, I love long titles. Um, really? So, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, that would that would be my vote. I think. The. Um, I spent a while trying to come up with a justification for calling it "Stick It to the Man," but nothing really worked. Yeah. Um, because there are no men in this pitch. <laughs> just because I said it before the tagline for the movie, I want it to be "They're on the high beam to hell." There we go. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, I have one more question. Um, mm-hmm. because Cassandra, aka the Grouch, whatever. Um, uh, Daria is the Grouch. Daria is the Grouch. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. Daria is the Grouch. Um. Can they be eating the chili from the museum from the cash cow? Oh, um, there's a cat. Was it Peter's leader of Peter, Peter's leaders of chili? Uh, <laughs> I find it. I have it written down. Yeah, um, we do definitely see like that. What was like food cart, uh, yeah. food truck, whatever. Yeah, we definitely see that at least once or twice in the movie. Cool. They're like mm-hmm. a sponsor of the hell. The hell. Uh, uh, yeah, Olympic. Peter's yeah. leaders of historically spicy chili are a sponsor of <laughs> yeah. the baffle meat and the midsummer salt. Yeah. <laughs> all right well there you have it stick it to the restitution of Haley graham fuck yeah uh madison did they do it they did it well if they did it that's credits on another episode of the equalizers madison and jones tell the people where they can find us people can find us on podbean stitcher itunes spotify <clears throat> and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching the equalizers including on uh, uh, within your wall that makes that spooky sound that is coming from beneath it <laughs> in it. Maybe cut that. I wouldn't. I didn't go the way I wanted it to. Uh, when your uh, neighbor dies under mysterious circumstances and they're being loaded into the ambulance, jump in there. And in one of those boxes of the ambulance, you'll find uh, the Equalizers podcast. There you go. There it is. Legally, don't don't do that. <laughs> but definitely do. do. That. But legally, don't. <laughs> you can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And our Instagram is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in 
sequel. Special like thanks sequel. to there it is. Ah, I finally now I can finish. <laughs> Special thanks to the Banana Boys like for the song. Lichen sequel. Like a Ooh, interesting. I think I said that before in something that we had werewolves, but Lichen. Sequel Michael. Sequin Special thanks to lichens. the banana. Sequined <laughs> lichens. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> no, we need to we need to get the challenge. We need to get the Well, I tried. Get... I tried. You all wanted to fuck around. No. Nope. Jackson, what Special movie thanks. are we doing next? Nope, I gotta oh. do it. I gotta thank him. Oh. That was the one thing they asked. <laughs> Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Step Strutting, off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching The Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S like an O-Y-E-S. Their album is oh, available yes. on all streaming services now. Jackson, you don't deserve it, but do you have anything that you want to plug? <laughs> uh, mostly just the... Um, Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, on alternate Wednesdays, I am streaming on Twitch with some friends. We are playing The Knights of Betagrain. It is a King Arthur-themed uh, tabletop RPG um, where a bunch of misfit knights who are really just doing uh, severe damage to the politics of uh, Upper Camelot. Um, well, you can find that well, um, at Little Rome Grove on Twitch. We'll put a link in the episode notes to that as well. Jackson, what are we doing next time even though i've been on a like half dozen times i listened to this weekly i still did not bother to like think of something to throw at you guys um i almost texted you this morning to remind you probably should have oops uh random movie generator oh boy (laughs) excuse me uh let's see those will have sequels you don't want to do scarface um I mean, I'm not against it if, but or we're gonna have to at some point. Um, oh, actually, got something perfect for you. Uh, so this movie was kind of like gonna be kind of trippy and uh, lots of like weird stuff happening, a little bit surreal. So I think something kind of the same vein. Let's go with a sequel to Being John Malkovich. Oh, okay. I've never seen this. I never. I have. I have not finished that movie, but I have started it, so that'll be interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, so next time it's going to be Bean, 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 John Malkovich. Yet again, being John Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> continuing to be John Malkovich. Continuing to be John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich one last time. Being Gary Sinise, the other person in, in my cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Look at that was your John Malkovich poll. Right. Yeah. I haven't right, seen well, that many John Malkovich films besides Red. Um, uh, we did Man of the Iron Mask as well. Oh yeah, he, he was in that. that, and he was in Aragon. Uh, oh yeah, technically. He w- okay, you had an entire sex scene with his character and a dragon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back no, and listen to Aragon some- too if you no, haven't. Gang, if you it's- remember, it's someone who looks very much yeah. like John Malkovich, but is a and professional porn actor. I know. That's why I said his character and yeah. a dragon. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> While you're waiting for next week's episode, definitely go back and check out Aragon 2. It's a pretty wild time. Also featuring Jackson Eflin. All right, next time then, we will be back with the sequel to Being John Malkovich. So, for the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. Whoops, forgot Jackson. Go, Jackson. I'm also here, I guess. And I'm Jackson. To be continued. 
take your favorite leg and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead. Or we'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me. Yeah. <laughs>